This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Friday, July the 8th, 2022. Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast that gives you everything that you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the NWA to WWE to AEW to New Japan, Ring of Honor, and so much more. We're a daily one-stop shop podcast that is free anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Ross Berman is writing in this hour, why is Roman Reigns being booked in so many tags? team matches. Fans are wondering why. WWE has a Roman Reigns problem. With top stars like Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton on the shelf, the number of wrestlers that can realistically beat the dominant undisputed world champion actually is starting to dwindle. Brian R. Solomon, a former author and employee of WWE Magazine, thinks that WWE has put themselves kind of in a holding pattern right now. From booking perspectives, you need to look at opponents, Solomon told Cheap Heat Productions podcast, stating that Teeman Reigns with his cousins at Usos is hiding the lack of viable challenge right now. You've got people like Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and now Brock Lesnar's back, but people would really want to have good matches, but you gotta have good matches with people that's believable that could beat him. Solomon said while there are very few superstars with a realistic chance, one injured star feels like he's primed to dethrone Roman Reigns. Cody is that person on the horizon, Solomon said, noting that when Cody returns the company, the star is feeling like it's gonna be time for him to be the champion. Now, WWE seems to be holding off on that match right now, especially with the blockbuster opponent 
possibly waiting in the wings for Roman Reigns. We're thinking that The Rock might be on the horizon for WrestleMania, Solemn continued, but I think we've seen this before and that match didn't happen. Solomon feels that Roman could very conceivably lose the title before WrestleMania 39 that's scheduled to take place in Los Angeles. That match is going to be bigger than the title, calling it obviously a double main event from SoFi Stadium. You can have The Rock versus Roman, then Cody versus somebody else, and then maybe Brock for the title. The more I think about it, the more I actually think that is something that might happen. Reigns has been most recently unbeaten since winning the Universal Championship in August of 2020. Solomon says that The Rock costing Roman Reigns the title, as long as Cody doesn't look weak, could be a way to have an interesting build-up to a long-term hyped match. But I don't know, and I don't make these decisions. For more information on what may be happening right now with Roman Reigns and the continuing slew of injuries that are happening in WWE, Ross Berman has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour. Kofi Kingston gives yet another update on Big E's neck injury recovery. Now, on the March 11th episode of Friday Night SmackDown, Ridge Holland attempted to hit Big E with a move, an overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex. However, the move didn't go nearly as planned, and Big E landed on the top of his head, suffering a broken neck and fractures to a C1 and C6 vertebrae. On Instagram Live with WWE, fellow New Day member and former WWE champion Kofi Kingston gave an update on Big E's neck injury and how he's recovering in the process. And a quote, Kofi would say, he's doing really well. He's doing really good with all things considered. Now, the latest update on his neck shows that his C1 isn't what we call ossifying yet, which means it's not producing bone, so they're going to have to retake some more CAT scans. Maybe, I think, in six months or so, or maybe even a year to that point, but we'll have to see at that point. He's been able to come out of the neck brace, which I think is really good. He came out of the neck brace earlier in the month because he was actually allowed to start traveling again. We're all just trying to take it one day at a time, and we're glad that he doesn't need surgery, which is also a great thing. So, he's doing really, really well. He's getting better each and every day, getting stronger and stronger as usual. Now, Biggie has been in the new day with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods since they've been put together in 2014. The trio has become one of the hottest tag teams and factions in WWE in recent memory, especially since they are responsible for 11 different tag team championship reigns since they were all together. Their second reign lasting 483 days, which is a record for WWE. Now, all three members found single success since forming the group with Kingston winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 35 by being beating Brian Danielson, now known as Brian Danielson in AEW. On Christmas Day 2020 edition of Friday Night SmackDown, Big E defeated Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Champion and then lost it to Apollo Crews at WrestleMania 37. Big E's success would not stop there, however. He would go on to win Money in the Bank ladder match back in July of last year, and then he cashed in the briefcase and beat Bobby Lashley on September 13th edition of Monday Night Raw for the championship. He would hold the title until one WWE's Day 1 premium live event, where he would lose it to Brock Lesnar. For more information on Kofi Kingston and everything he has to say about Big E and his neck injury, continue following Dakota Cohen as she has all the information over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour. Wardlow reveals the advice Cash Wheeler gave him right before he would go out for his AEW title match. Now, one day filled with some unpleasant wrestling news, it's good to be reminded there are some good news and some uplifting parts to the business, like Kevin Owens surprising Vancouver Canucks coach at the NHL draft and Wardlow entering day two of his AEW TNT Championship reign. The man, the kids all call him Mr. Mayhem. He won the title this past Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, defeating former champion Scorpio Sky in a street fight. In an appearance on Busted Open Radio Friday morning, Wardlow talked about the moments leading up to the match and how a nice little pep talk from a former ally helped him really get focused. He would go on to say in quote, I'm normally extremely nervous. I'm on edge. I guess I'm just really focused. I get tunnel vision, especially when I get hyped, Wardlow said. And before that match, I was actually much more calm than usual. And 
I really don't know why. Cash Wheeler gave me a really nice pep talk right before I went out. That might have helped my nerves. Cash and Dax are always there helping me out. Those guys are phenomenal. So I think Cash kind of got into my head a little bit and just reminded me to breathe and enjoy the moment and really just absorb it all. He was like, tonight could be one of those nights that you're going to remember forever. So make sure you go out there and absorb as much as you can so you can remember it. And I really had to try to do that. And I think I did. And oddly enough, it was the most memorable I felt in the ring. The only other time I can recall this happening was with CM Punk. It was kind of the same experience. That match, and only two other times that I look around the crowd and really just interact with the people and absorb the moment. They really have so much fun with my matches, and it's really getting, really getting over with people. Now, the only other thing that was bad about that match was getting kicked directly in the balls. That was not a lot of fun. Now, Wardlow went ahead and repaid his former Pinnacle teammates later in the evening when he and FTR posed in a photo with all their respective championships. Unfortunately, one of those titles will be in danger shortly. FTR is currently scheduled to defend the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles against the Briscoes at Death Before Dishonor, which is scheduled in a few weeks on July the 24th. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with Wardlow, Eric Mutter has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is writing into this hour, what did Bray Wyatt tell Alexa Bliss before she left and before he left from WWE? Alexa Bliss wanted to do right on her screen's partner time in WWE before his release. In an interview with UK Metro, the former Raw Women's Champion revealed that Wyndham Rotunda was the man who portrayed Bray Wyatt and told her that he was making his exit from the company very, very soon. Now she would go on to say in a quote, before he left, he just said, keep it alive, keep it going. So I took that to heart and I tried to keep it alive as long as I could, she said. I even did it when I returned, 100% and I wanted to work with him. Now, Rotunda was released from the WWE almost a year ago. The third-generation star hasn't been back in a squared circle since. Bliss spoke about his ability to bring the best out of everyone he worked with. In a quote, Bliss would say, Everybody wanted to work with him. He's just so good and so creative. He's a creative genius, he expressed. He put so much work into his craft, and if it was, he did so many things for me. I was so lucky to be alongside him without lowering his integrity or lowering his character or lowering anything. Because you have to see, to rise to the occasion instead of bringing the other person down to match your level, I really tried in that sense to at least do the best character justice I could. I didn't want to be a burden. Bliss flew well under the radar for so many years, but when she was teaming with Wyatt, she became something of a surrogate sidekick, and she did an amazing job as they were building up The Fiend. A big angle took place at WrestleMania 37 when Bliss distracted The Fiend and caused him to lose to Randy Orton. With more information on everything that Bray Wyatt had to say, continue following Dominic D'Angelo as he has more trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing at this hour, there is growing speculation that Vince McMahon is set to meet with a top WWE star, but who is it and why? It has been a tough day for Vince McMahon following yet another bombshell report from the Wall Street Journal, revealing the former WWE CEO and chairman allegedly paid north of $12 million to keep various affairs and accusations of sexual misconduct quiet in the WWE. How is McMahon handling these new allegations? 
by apparently flying to Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canada. A report by Fightful Select Friday afternoon revealed that McMahon is currently scheduled to fly to Vancouver tonight after the conclusion of WWE Friday Night SmackDown in Fort Worth, Texas. While Fightful couldn't confirm the specific reason for the flight, sources said that it's likely related to top WWE and Hollywood A-lister John Cena, who was currently in Vancouver in preparation for the second season of the HBO series Peacemaker. In an update, they're also reporting the next season of Peacemaker is not supposed to be filming for quite a while, and McMahon's travel plans have shifted from this weekend to next. The series is based on the DC comic character and the same name that Cena portrayed in the first Suicide Squad film. Now, it was initially renewed for a second season in February. Film is expected to keep Cena in Vancouver for the next several months, possibly keeping him from being involved in WWE SummerSlam in July. Now, why it's initially rumored that Cena would wrestle at SummerSlam event, after weeks of teasing between him and Austin Theory, no match was ever set up and he returned to Monday Night Raw just last week. Fightful noted that Cena was not confirmed for the show. Now, despite that, Fightful also stated that WWE was still attempting to get Cena for WrestleMania 39, but making it possible that McMahon's flight to Vancouver might be about pitching a match for next year. As of this writing, neither Cena or McMahon has commented on the most recent allegations made against him. It should also be noted that McMahon has yet to arrive in the arena for SmackDown so far this afternoon. For more information on this, Eric Mutter has all this information trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Kevin Owens is making news today. Kevin Owens gives a WWE return date after the NHL draft. Kevin Owens spent his Friday morning attending the NHL draft in his hometown of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The former Universal Champion interrupted the NHL Network's broadcast while sporting a Dusty Road shirt with the Vancouver Canucks head coach, who was a big fan of pro wrestling with Owens being his favorite character. During the interaction, it was very visible that everyone was excited that KO was there, even admitting that he was blushing when KO first walked up. The Canucks coach showed his acknowledge of the business by asking KO if he'd ever come back to the ring, to which Owens responded, soon, and he'll be back in time for SummerSlam. With more information on Kevin Owens and his return, Marco Rivera has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Johnny Gargano is making news today. Johnny Gargano is explaining why he turned down a WWE contract extension. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour, From 2016 to 2021, Johnny Gargano, also known as Johnny Wrestling, was a staple in NXT, whether he was a hero to the fans or when he became a villain. Now many wrestling fans want to know why he turned down the black and gold era and why he's officially gone. During an appearance on Good Karma Wrestling, Gargano revealed why he didn't sign a contract extension following his success in NXT. He would go on to say, and I quote, I had this guaranteed contract with WWE. I could take a lot of money, and I could come and I could go as I pleased and keep doing what I was doing. I knew that, but with the baby on the way, I didn't want to have anything else controlling my time because I'm really only getting this shot once. Me and Candace only plan on having one child. I wanted to be there and try to experience everything I can with Quill, during his first year before anything else happened. Gorgano left NXT as one of the promotion's most decorated stars, appearing on a record 23 TakeOver specials and becoming NXT first ever Triple Crown winner, winning the NXT Tag Team Championships along DIY tag team partner Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver in Toronto back in 2016. Now, the NXT North American Championship TakeOver Phoenix, which was in 2019, and the NXT Championship TakeOver in New York that same year. Gorgano left a 
lasting impression on the NXT brand, consistently proving himself as one of NXT's top stars by putting on the match of the night on many occasions. Now, Gargano last wrestled at NXT TakeOver War Games in 2021 when he teamed with his old rival, Tommaso Ciampa. LA Knight and Pete Dunne did take on them, but ultimately lost to the team of Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller and Tony D'Angelo, who represented NXT's chance, and they decided to change direction following that, creating NXT 2.0. Now, Gargano's wife, Candice Array, is also no longer affiliated with WWE, as her contract has expired this past May. Now, Array is a former NXT Women's Champion alongside Indy Hartwell, and they had a reign that was associated with Gargano, and they were in the stable as well. For more information on exactly why Johnny Gargano decided it's time to watch walk away from wrestling, at least for now. Dakota Cohen has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Carlins is writing in this hour, WWE has finally announced their fall 2022 scheduled for events. Now, WWE has announced a new slate of live events coming up this fall, and ticket sales start on July the 15th. Now, there's a list of newly included events for WWE, and there's some first-time-ever cities in the Pacific Northwest. WWE will run a live event from the Town Toyota Center in Washington on Sunday, September 11th. The city is located at the central part of the state, just two hours east of Seattle. WWE chose that area over other cities in Washington because it was a good place to host an event. They hosted the last one back in February of 2020 in Yamaka, but this last time WWE ever visited the state. Now they're back, and it's going to be exciting to see what is next. WWE's fall schedule now includes new dates for the company's return to the Canadian province of Alberta. It will hold a live event at the Bonnet's Energy Center in Grand Prairie, Alberta, on Sunday, September 25th. It will be the company's first visit to the venue since 20. 20- 05. Tickets on sale already with a live broadcast of WWE Raw following at the Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta. The newly announced live events also include WWE's first event in Prescott Valley, Arizona since July of 07 and has returned to Colorado Springs, Colorado since its first time in 2016. Now, the dates also include WWE's return to several markets for the first time since it suspended touring due to COVID-19. Those markets include Anaheim, California, Bismarck, North Dakota, Dayton, Ohio, Elmira, North New York, Eugene, Oregon, Grand Folks, North Dakota, Madison, Wisconsin, Oakland, California, Peoria, Illinois, Pikeville, Kentucky, Sioux City, Iowa, Spokane, Washington, Stockton, California, Topeka, Kansas, and Vancouver, British Columbia. Now, the first full list of the dates will be as follows. They'll be kicking off on Monday, September 5th at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Saturday, September 10th, Saturday night's main event will be happening in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Saturday, September 10th, Saturday night's main event in Spokane, in Spokane, Washington. Sunday, September 11th, Sunday Stunner at the Matthew Knight in Eugene, Oregon. Sunday, September 11th, again, Sunday Stunner in the Town Toyota Center in Washington. Friday, September 16th, SmackDown is going to be happening at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Saturday, September 17th, Saturday night's main event at the Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield, California. Sunday, September 18th, Sunday Stunner, Oakland Arena in Oakland, California. More dates are on the website. You can follow the article once again right now by Matthew Carlins to find out more of the dates of WWE coming to your area. 
Eric Mutter's also writing at this hour, Naomi issues a tweet regarding her WWE release rumors continue to swirl with speculation. It has now been nearly two months since Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of an episode of Monday Night Raw, beginning a course of actions that included suspensions, public statements from WWE on how Banks and Naomi let the fans down, and the duo vacated their women's tag team championships in lieu of a tournament to be held. As of this writing, it's nowhere to be in sight. Most recently, though, speculation has turned that Banks and Naomi's status with WWE has officially changed even more, with new reports stating that the duo is no longer listed on the internal roster sheets. Whatever's going on with Banks and Naomi, they're playing it coy, although not altogether quiet. Case in point was that Naomi posted on Friday on Twitter with a very cryptic message. Built, not bought, the photo read. Earned, not given. Hustled, not handed. Rare, not average. For more information on the ongoing saga between these two ladies, Eric Mutter has the intro in the information over on Wrestling Inc. Chris Jericho is opening up and he's talking a little bit about his alignment that took him off the AEW roster last year. Dakota Cohen's writing, At the end of 2021, Chris Jericho dealt with some very serious physical issues which kept him out of action for a couple of months. On the latest episode of Talk is Jericho, the former AEW world champion opened up about his health scare. In a quote, he said, I was really having problems walking, Jericho said. I was supposed to be doing this kind of sideline reporting thing for football games on one of the soccer games we have in town here. I basically had to cancel about an hour before I got there. And then I got another phone call from the doctor. You have blood clots. Oh no. Jericho found out that he had a very serious situation and it means that your lungs are also filled with blood clots and you have to come to the hospital. Then they went and did an ultrasound and found out there was evidence that a clot had been in his throat. Now, if the clot gets into your throat, that could be stroke territory, he was told. Jericho was in the UK while he was happening, and he was very far away from his home in North America. And from AEW's standpoint, he was accustomed to performing on a weekly basis. However, when he got a CT scan and an ultrasound, things changed completely. They had told me that you need blood thinners, and I remember just waiting for the blood thinners, and I'm getting a little bit freaked out, Jericho said. The shot's going right into my thigh, and I'm not sure if it's working or not, or whether it will be, and it hurts like a mother. It was horrible. My oxygen levels were supposed to be at 100, you know, 98, 99, 100. Mine was 92, and they said if it goes any lower, they're going to have to put me on a breathing machine. Not a breathing tube, but on oxygen. Jericho ended up losing weight following the scare and returned to wrestling in Dynamite on January 26th, not wrestling since November 13th. Since his health, he's now reinvented himself as both the leader of the Jericho Appreciation Society and a self-proclaimed wizard. For more information on Chris Jericho and his health scare, that almost landed him back into the hospital again. Follow Dakota Cohen as she has all this information trending right now. Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour a little bit about Tony Khan. Tony Khan gives an update on plans for a Canadian and UK tours for AEW. AEW has been restricted to producing shows only in the United States since its inception, partly due to COVID-19 pandemic that shut down the world during the promotion's second year of existence. However, as the global situation continues to ease, AEW President Tony Khan has revealed some further details about potential shows overseas, particularly in two locations, the United Kingdom 
and in Canada. He would go on to say in a quote, I plan to go to both places and hopefully both of them next year, Khan told My Mom's Basement podcast with Robbie Fox. The UK may be a little bit further off, maybe next summer. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility, and it gives us a lot of time to put plans together to make it really special. I think next summer would be really exciting if we could do that. Now, ever since AEW was formed, fans in the UK have been clamoring to have a little bit of the company they've heard so much about from across the pond. Rumors have come and gone, but now it appears that Khan has something a little bit more concrete in mind and what will delight fans potentially next summer. Earlier this year, in an interview on Inside the Ropes, Khan had initially said that he was hoping to produce a UK event in 2022 with Fulham's FC, Craven Cottage Stadium in London, which holds 25,700 fans following its renovation. Now, Khan is currently the co-owner of the Fulham Premier League soccer team, along with his billionaire father, so securing the venue would have been pretty easy, in theory, and it would be a seamless process. Now, the upcoming Premier League season, which would be interrupted by the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar, between November and December will run between August of 2022 and May of 2023. This means that if Craven Cottage or any other soccer stadium for that matter is selected for an AEW event, the offseason during the summer would present itself perfect as long as there's good weather and there's room to have the outdoor event. Meanwhile, back returning to the UK, their first ever mega event in the sovereign country in over 30 years will be presenting Clash at the Castle at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales on September 3rd. The last time the company produced a major live event across the pond was really celebrated. It was SummerSlam 1992 and it was the hometown of the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith as he defeated Bret the Hitman Hart to win the Intercontinental Championship. With more information on both WWE and AEW, heading over across the pond, continue to follow Danny Wolfson home as he will give you more information on that. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour. WWE reportedly issues an internal memo about the latest Vince McMahon allegations. Now, the wrestling world was rocked today by new allegations that former WWE CEO and chairman Vince McMahon paid once again more than $12 million combined to cover up for several potential sexual misconducts was reported by the Wall Street Journal. WWE is yet to issue a public statement regarding the matter, but there's been some that have been floating around eternally. Earlier this afternoon, PW Insider obtained a memo by WWE that was sent to the employees within the company. It says, and I quote, The Wall Street Journal has published a second story with expanded details on its internal report that last month came out. We want to reiterate that we and our board of directors take these allegations seriously. We are cooperating fully with the investigation led by our board of directors and will do so until the continuation and conclusion. Please note that its only conclusion, WWE leadership will make its availability to answer questions. Now, this is the second internal memo that WWE's released to the employees in the last month. The company also issued a memo to employees after the initial Wall Street Journal report came out, basically saying that Vince McMahon paid an individual $3 million as hush money. Now, as of right now, McMahon himself has yet to comment on the newest allegations against him, and it's unknown if he will be making an appearance on tonight's SmackDown, as he did on the last televised program after his last allegations had been reported. Now, a report from Fightful Select earlier today shed some light on McMahon's appearance on that June 7th episode of SmackDown, noting the former chairman who remains in charge of WWE's on-screen content 
was said to be no-selling the allegations and acting very defiant towards them. And he apparently exclaimed, F that, following a brief promo on the show. For more information on what's going on with Vince McMahon, continue to stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. and Eric Mutter as he will have more information regarding this. Let's talk a little bit about Jonathan Gresham. Many wrestling fans know that Jonathan Gresham, pound for pound, is one of the best wrestling stars in the world. The current Ring of Honor champion has been seen sporadically on AEW programming and was definitely planned to be a part of Ring of Honor in these upcoming incarnation. But what's happening right now? The latest word around the wrestling world is currently going on, but there's one name that hasn't been talked about. Now, there's a promotion based in Australia, and it's currently in the midst of the Phoenix Rising Tour taking place in Melbourne and Sydney. Several prominent stars from around the world are booked to appear, including talent from AEW, Impact, and Ring of Honor. But the current undisputed Ring of Honor champion Jonathan Gresham is absent from that tour in Australia, even though he was booked. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the report claimed that Gresham was pulled by Tony Khan's All Elite Wrestling Company because he's required to be in the United States for the build-up for the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor, which is scheduled for July 23rd. Gresham will reportedly be turning heel on AEW Rampage tonight. Now, earlier in the year, Gresham was pulled from a handful of events due to a suspected concussion injury that he got at Battle of the Belts. Now, Gresham successfully defended his Ring of Honor World Championship against Dalton Castle at that event, but he landed on his head and his shoulder awkwardly following a gut-wrench suplex. He was not cleared to compete and ultimately missed events that were produced by Progress Wrestling, and he was absent from Impact's Rebellion pay-per-view, which he was also scheduled to be at as well. Now, meanwhile, AEW wrestlers Buddy Matthews and Brian Cage are on that tour, who is also an Australian native. Having notably gone missing this week on Dynamite despite his House of Black stablemate Brody King competing in a match for the world title, Cage is theoretically gearing up for Death Before Dishonor as well alongside Tully Blanchard, and they've been absent from AEW programming as late as well, but they will reportedly be returning on Ring of Honor's new leadership and Supercard of Honor. Now, earlier today, it was the first reported that one half of the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Champions, Taya Valkyrie, added another title to her waist by capturing the WSW Women's Championship. Despite being currently injured, Matt Cardona is on that tour with his wife, Chelsea Green, and Valkyrie's husband, former WWE star John Morrison, is also competing in Australia, along with recent New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of the Super Juniors, Alex Zane. Former AEW star and current GCW regular, Joey Janela, has also traveled to the show in Australia as well. For more information on Jonathan Gresham, Ring of Honor, and the tour in Australia, Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. With that being said, those are all the major headlines that are trending right now in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the details of everything happening in your favorite promotion. If you're enjoying this, please make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. Front Row Material Brand, where we interview all the hottest stars, headlines, and overbooked are all shows that you can get anywhere podcasts are made available and they're all free. Go ahead and tag someone on social media. Let them know that we have our content here. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.